Hello there. Welcome again to another edition of Query and Schultz. I am Jake Query. That is Derek Schultz. He still has that stupid grin on his face. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there, Derek, but you look sketchy. You look shady. Sketchy? Yeah. Not sketchy, not shady, by the way. WGU Indiana, which, which is celebrating their 10th year now as Indiana's online accredited university. Keep in mind that ambition never rests. WGU is giving away $10,000 in scholarships. We'll tell you more about that over the course of the next hour or so, but we want to thank WGU for being on board. Also, the shop indie. Derek, we have lined up some new t-shirts from the shop. Indeed. And little trivia question for you here. Uh, two of those t-shirts are actually places that I have worked. I know O'Malia is one. That is correct. My very first job. Grocery bagger. O'Malia's Food Market. I worked there at 56th and Emerson. It was a wonderful job. Jim Weghorst was my boss. Is that Turkey Run State Park? That is Turkey Run State Park. Jungle Park, by the way, an old uh, racetrack venue. The remnants of it are in Turkey Run State Park. Did you work in Marshes? I did work at Marsh and Bloomington. Really? Kinzer Pike, buddy. During the college years? During the college nice. years. Nice. I was a cashier. Yep. I used to go over there to the Marshes over there. I might have discounted people on their stakes. Oh, that's great. So... Uh, statute of limitations is probably run they're, out on that. They're not right? in business anymore. Well, that too, but maybe still because of the stake discount. Crime is crime, Jake. Regardless, I didn't of say it was crime. I didn't say it was us. crime. So felony just offered discounts. Of We're allowed discounts. I was an employee. Groceries. Winners drink milk. Also, razor shines. I love the razor shines. Yeah, shirt. me too. It's great. All, all the Indianapolis Indian stuff is uh, fantastic. Lot to talk about here, Derek, and that includes not only the Colts putting themselves. What do you know? Here we are, right back. First place, AFC South, uh, really nice win for them over the Titans where it did not look good. And then all of a sudden, once things started clicking for Indianapolis, Katie barred the door, boom, there they went. That was a fine performance. Yeah, for sure. Let, let's actually kind of pre-apologize for this because you and I were talking about it beforehand. I, I know that this show is airing on Tuesday. We're taping it right now on Monday. But it the Thursday why, night football why you, game. Why do you tell people what day? It's theater of the mind, Derek. The Thursday night football game. People don't game need to know when we're taping this. Always feels dated by the time we get Paparazzi's to the next Paparazzi's going to be outside week. now because they know, you know when what we're I mean? taping this. Monday and Tuesday. Paparazzi it, follows me around 24-7, 365, brother. Yeah, okay. So that's just, that's just part of my life. Like, uh -huh. I'm used to that. Okay. But doesn't it feel like the Colts game was three months ago? It does. And I've really tried to stay even keeled on this Colts team because there have been wild swings this season. Remember after the Browns game, they're trash. They're terrible. Cancel the season. Second half of the Ravens game. They're not going anywhere. They're awful. Um, I joked with my, my other colleague, Greg Doyle, for the Doyle and Derek podcast that he wrote a, a piece about them being in the Super Bowl or being a Super Bowl team. And it's just, you know, we kind of go back and forth and back and forth on this team. But we had never seen, Jake, them put together – all three phases like that against a quality opponent. And that's what they did on they Thursday did. night. And that second half was about as dominant as you've seen a Colts team. It was their best win since the Kansas City win in 2019. Well, they did what you have to do against Tennessee, which is not an easy thing to do, Derek, but that is you can't allow Tennessee to have leads going into, say, the fourth quarter because they've got – they have a clock-moving running back in the fact that – you take it out of Derrick Henry's hands. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, late in that game, you know, Ryan Tannehill, he had to go through the air as opposed to just handing off to Derrick Henry and being safe in that regard and, and working clock. So you take the ball out of Tennessee. Derrick Henry is Tennessee's best weapon, no question about it. And yet you put them in a position where they couldn't turn to that 
and rely on it. Yeah, and I think I thought they really dodged an early bullet with the AJ Brown drop on what would have been a sixty or so. I don't remember how far out they were. It would have been a long touchdown pass because uh, that would have been fourteen donut at that point, and then you would have been donut. You would have been in big trouble. So the Colts avoided that. Did you ever say zip as a kid? Fourteen zip. No, that sounds it's, ridiculous. It zip, sounds better like than a donut. Zipper? Donut. Zip. Nobody says zip. Donut's trying too hard. I, when we used to play basketball as a kid, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, being, you know, we skunked them twenty-one donut." I, nobody says donut anymore. Zip? I was twelve. Yeah, but they say zip. Yeah, zippity doo da. I mean, come okay. on, man, that's like eight hundred years old. <laughs> okay. Just, just trust me, Jake. Just, you know, your job is to be the co-pilot on this show. All right, I'll land the plane. Okay, you just kind of sit there and look pretty. And if there's an emergency, I do look pretty, which there rarely is. You know what goes? By the way, you know what goes great with donuts? What's that? Unfortunately, you still have yet to put together your hot cup of Schultzy. So we have actually now uh, Wood Warbler Coffee, right? That's right. Birdsong Blend right here. It smells wonderful. Out of Noblesville, located in Noblesville, as you said, one of 23 roasters certified by the Smithsonian to roast bird-friendly coffee. How about that? That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wood Warbler, by the way, W-A-R-B-L-E-R, woodwarblercoffee.com. Jeff Canada, who I grew up with, who was an unbelievable sidearm pitcher at Allisonville Little League back in the day, uh, involved with them. A portion of the proceeds from every purchase goes back to wildlife conservation. Order a bag or more of your favorite blend today by logging on to woodwarblercoffee.com. And I I know, Jake, that I've been anti-predatory bird on this show, but friendly birds, I am 100% for conserving. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I am totally on board with that with Wood Warbler. But let's get back That's to the kind of hard to say the Wood Warbler. It, it is W A R B L E R. I was trying to wood, look like wood at this stretch of games. Warbler. W A R. Okay. Yep. We we got it. B-L-E-R. Thank you. Thank you to right Wood here, Warbler yes, Coffee. Warbler. Yes. Okay, okay. Can we get back to the Colts now? Well, I just wanted to make sure that they're Wood Warbler that people are aware of. This. Yes, they are. Giving Jake. back to nature one cup at a time. Okay. Better than the hot cup of Schultz. You good? I'm good. By the way, we you know are in talks about Hot Cup of Schultz. You know what else uh, very full of nature? Canada. Mm-hmm. Jeff Canada, Wood Warbler Coffee. Okay. okay. I was trying to look at these four games as a group. So the Colts mm-hmm. won and won so far. They lose to Baltimore. They beat Tennessee. They've got Green Bay ne- next week, who I'm having trouble kind of figuring out. I think a lot of people are. Uh, they Green Bay's lost to one Jacksonville. Of those, Green Bay's one of those franchises, Derek, that in your mind you just automatically year in and year out think Green Bay contender. Aaron Rodgers, MVP yeah. can't but, – but they're very feast or famine. You know, against Jacksonville, you know, you're waiting for them to really take off. They just they're, – they're hanging around. You know, they, they, they never really put their foot on the accelerator. I feel like Green Bay is kind of one of those teams like LSU was for a long time. I know they just won the national championship. But LSU for a long time in October, the first week of October, you're like, oh, my God. They're one of the best teams in the country. Nobody's going to touch LSU. And then by late November, you're kind of like, yeah, they're still going to be a playoff team, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Green Bay seems to kind of fizzle out as time goes on. Um, but anyway, this these four games I was looking at as a group, and I thought to myself, if the Colts can go 2-2, two and two, they're going to be in excellent shape. And especially if you go 2-2 two and two and you sweep Tennessee. Because this is – we've known for a long time this is a two-team race in the division, and the Colts have a huge leg up by going to Nashville and winning. But it's funny, Jake, and we were talking about this on Twitter after the game – it has nothing to do with this year's team, right? But the Colts have dominated this rivalry for so long that it's really hard for me mentally to take the Titans seriously when they play the Colts because the Colts just own them. I don't know what it is. The names and faces change. The result doesn't. It's it's interesting because for every time Indianapolis goes in against Tennessee and you anticipate it, that you know this is the year that the gap is closed, and to your point, it's like, yeah, Tennessee, like annoying little brother, right? On the other hand... 
the Colts should absolutely own the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's the franchise that it's like the karma comes back and, and water, you know, it balances yeah, out for them because they for can't, sure. for whatever reason, shake. I look very pale today, don't I? No, you're fine. I think I do. It's November. You almost Sunday. died a month ago or whatever, however long ago that was. Three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. we're over it. But um, <laughs> maybe that okay. maybe that has something to do with that. I don't know. I mean, check with the doctor. I went for my follow-up, and you're right. I did almost die. Okay. 1% told me. 1% chance yeah, I had. Yeah, we rehashed that on the show. And we're so happy that Jake is still here so we can move on to other things. Can you imagine? I mean, that your career would have gone with it. Oh, I – Completely. You probably Look, gotten I, a spike for a couple of weeks. People calling you for interviews about the fact that I died, but for the I, most part, I, I don't want to insult you on the show, especially if we're in this hypothetical situation. If you're not here in the chair, but um, <laughs> yeah. my career would have been just fine. Uh, in fact, I came back to do the show because you begged me to do it. I had other offers to do solo stuff, okay. but I'm sure that those things would have still happened. Are you like Phil Collins? You had your own little solo career i wanna be sledgehammer <laughs> that's peter gabriel. i love phil collins that's, man that's phil collins gabriel. is great phil collins was take me home take me home but offensively it's jake I, I think um it was important to get that kind of performance coming off the baltimore look tennessee's defense is trash right that's just not it's not good but to have rivers throw for three hundo Naheem Hines emerged as a weapon. How about Michael Pittman? Hines, Hines played. What a great Pittman, game for Pittman. Pittman was, and they, they need him, too. And the thing about Pittman I like is that they can use him in different areas, right? Mm -hmm. He's more than just a deep ball guy. I mean, they, they really got creative in how they used him. Uh, Naheem Hines, beginning of the year, Jonathan Taylor. Hey, this what a great draft pick. This is the guy. Then Jordan Wilkins has his moment. You know, well, he looks good. Naeem Hines, though, is certainly the most versatile back they have. Yeah, no question. There, there's really nobody that's quite like him. Um, and I'm still worried about the ceiling of this offense. I, I don't think this offense is ever going to be great. But because this defense is so good, they don't have to be great. You know what I mean? They, they just have to be pretty good. They were very good in Nashville, but they just have to be pretty good. And it has to be a rush offense and, and a pass offense that you have to respect, and there has to be some balance there. And I'm still hopeful that the Colts can get there. Look, I still don't view this team as a real Super Bowl contender, but when you look around the rest of the league, especially on Sunday, when you saw Green Bay's performance against Jacksonville, Baltimore embarrass themselves against New England, in these one-game scenarios, Jake, you can't write it off. That's kind of the beauty of the yeah. NFL, right? How about Baltimore and New England? Yeah, what happened? I, I mean, first off, it was just ugly in general. Mm -hmm. The weather was terrible. Um, and then did you see Cam Newton post – who is – I realize Cam Newton is a guy with his own flavor or whatever. What was the, the hat that he was wearing after the game? I missed it. I was it at looked like a work. Fez, is that the right word? That like the the Shriners wear the the big square. F oh, the hats. little uh, dealy on the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm using the right let word. Me, let me look that up real he quick. He had on because I did one, not see this. I think it's a fez. Cam Newton hat. Well, uh, good lord, Derek, you kidding me? You're going to get ten thousand hits with that. Yeah, the problem is, is that everybody's posting like gifs of the lobby boy from the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what he. Oh, looked there like. it is. I see it. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain that thing. Is it? Can you look up the word Fez? Is that a word or did I make that up? I'm thinking of a Pez dispenser, but uh, I think yeah, a Fez is a hat. Am, am I right that? Look up I've Fez. never heard the word Fez before outside of, what was it, that 70s show? Wasn't the character named Fez? No, that's Fonzie. No, you're thinking of Happy Days. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I, I never saw that 70s show. Fez hat. F-E-Z. Does it come up? Yeah, it is. Yep, there it is. It's just like the Shriners hat, see? 
Yeah, see, okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I thought. Good, that's good what he had on. There. Yeah, I had you. no idea. I never he had heard on of that. Olive Fez. I had no idea what those hats were called. Uh, what else jumped out at you this week in the NFL? Uh, like I said, some of, some of those results, uh, particularly the Jaguars playing so close with the Packers. Um, how about that finish? And I don't want to ruin our love that play, but it's pretty obvious what our love that play is going to be. How about that finish in the Arizona Buffalo game? was incredible. How about the Cardinals? What a great story they've been. And you called them as a surprise team. I was going through our archive because I was putting up our old shows on YouTube and our podcast over the weekend. And uh, you brought up Arizona as a surprise team in week three. Well, what's interesting about Arizona in that division, that division's good, right? But yeah. who would have guessed, uh, you know, in a three-way tie in the NFC West, who'd have guessed that it would be San Francisco that was odd man you know, on the outside. With the caveat that you had no idea that fully healthy San Francisco would have been just fine, yeah. but the injuries were just no they've, team could they've overcome. Been devast- yeah, no doubt, devastated by what, injuries. What they've had. And, and you know, the Saints, another team that we kind of wrote off for dead, oh, Drew Brees' arm is cooked. Look at where they are. And we got to await, you know, like I said, we're taping this on Monday. We got to await his injury status because he had to come out of the game last night. But, but they uh, the have Saints a guy, but, you know, the Saints have a guy that, if Drew Brees is not able to go for, say, two or three weeks you know, with the rib injuries, who knows what it may be, uh, you know, it's not like they're bringing in somebody that how often do you see it where some quarterback and you're like, where yeah. did this guy – he played at Akron? Okay. I mean, they've got a guy in Jameis Winston that is – you know, has experience as an NFL starter. They look deathly afraid of doing anything with him yesterday, but I think part of that is the scariest situation in, in the world is Jameis Winston holding on to a 14-point lead, right? Because the number one thing you're worried about with Jameis is, oh, my God, don't make the critical mistake. Right. So I can kind of understand that the Saints were worried about throwing him in there. Uh, when we come back, I've got an interesting question for you about something that I've noticed in the NFL, but it's gonna you're going to have to put on your thinking, Fez. Uh, the thinking Fez is permanently on. It never <laughs> okay. leaves me. Well, we're going to find that out. We're going to put it to the test. That's why my head is so large. You cool with that? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Back with more next. Corey and Schultz. What is it, eight and one-fourth thinking Just getting Fez? started. Is what it is? ISC Sports Network. Stick around. Dairy farmers provide us with safe, pure foods for our tables. A responsibility that takes intuition, resolve, and determination to make sure their milk is good for you and delicious to taste. Their connection with our community runs deep, passed down through the generations, ensuring that milk is always available at your store. It's not easy being a dairy farmer, but the rewards have special meaning when you can feed Indiana's families every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com. We're a different breed, aren't we? While others rest, we choose to work. Where others are content, we stay hungry. They may not see us coming, but we know exactly where we're going. You won't rest until you succeed. Neither will we. I'm Ryan Newman, and since I started with Indiana Donor Network and Driven to Save Lives, I found out that some people think that they can't be an organ donor. The truth is, anyone can sign up to be an organ donor. Anyone? Anyone? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Anyone can sign up to be an organ donor. So don't count yourself out because somebody's counting on you. Go to DrivenToSaveLives.org and sign up today. Welcome back, Corey and Schultz, episode 11, 
Thanks so much for joining us. Alongside Jay Query, I'm Derek Schultz. This portion of Query and Schultz brought to you by St. Elmo Straight Fabulous. Bourbon Whiskey. Holidays are right around the corner. It's really hard to believe that Thanksgiving is fewer than two weeks away. Doesn't it feel like the holiday season is earlier this year? Like, not earlier, but for example, typically I'm not ready to like start doing Christmas and, and those things until after Thanksgiving. And this year it's like it started getting dark at like 4 o'clock in like early yeah. November. And so bring on the that. holidays. Bring on Elmo Cola, right? <laughs> Love right. going downtown to St. Elmo Steakhouse, which has been around since 1902. Downtown's still very viable. Go down. It is still safe to be able to go out and enjoy downtown. That includes St. Elmo. And, of course, Harry and his east downtown, north side. And you can get the Elmo Cola, there. That's right. It is one of the fastest-growing spirits in Indiana, and you can find it anywhere. Targets, Kroger's, Myers, uh, Marsh's, if it was still around, like the T-shirt. Get it there, too. They value you at Marsh. Uh, the Elmo Cola, by the way, just simply take a couple of rocks right there in a glass. Add the St. Elmo bourbon right here. Fill the rest with cola. You can add a couple cherries if you'd like, but fabulous. Dark cherry, bourbon, It's and really good beans. just straight, too, on ice. It is. Um, it's wonderful. If you want to try that. Excellent stuff. Because I've always been kind of a whiskey guy anyway. Um, really? Yeah. Well, nothing wrong I, I with I think that's not really a surprise to our viewers. I've always kind of come off as kind of more the burly, manly. You know, I'm a guy's guy on this show, and you're a little more, I don't know, unapproachable. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, unapproachable like is definitely yeah. how they list me. Mm. Uh, here's my question for you. I've noticed in watching you mentioned Arizona. So the end of that Arizona-Buffalo game was exciting because you had Josh Allen throw a, a really nice pass in what presumably was the game winner, and then Arizona comes back, and we know what happened with Kyler Murray. There really is a youth movement at the quarterback position in the NFL right yeah. now. I mean, even as great as, say, Lamar Jackson in the year he had last year, which was unbelievable – Kyler Murray's on pace right now to eclipse even that. And Kyler Murray is – look, I wasn't a huge fan of the way he conducted himself coming into the draft. I thought he was just a little bit aloof and arrogant. The guy flat out can play. There's no denying that. Um, among the – among first and second-year quarterbacks in the NFL, rank them one through four. Oh, man. You really kind of put me on the spot there. Uh, Kyler, I've, got, I've got a list here. Kyler Murray is definitely on that list. Yep. Um Somewhere on there. Let me just – I want to make sure because sometimes I get my draft I mean, class – like Jared Goff would not be on that list because he'd be a third-year quarterback, right? Well, if not fourth, right? Along 2017 with, was was his rookie year? I mean, Watson is the year after him. What The the class with Watson and – Watson and Mahomes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. I'm, I'm trying to – I mean, Mahomes is clearly the best if you were to go back to like including, you know, three or four or whatever. But first or second-year quarterbacks, you got Kyler Murray. You have Justin Herbert with the Chargers, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, uh, Josh Rosen, which is – Lamar here. Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Right. No, he'd be three years ago, right? Well, then so would Baker Mayfield. Oh, I'm Mayfield, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Second uh, – first, second, or third year. Okay. So um, we are including Lamar Jackson in that class, the 2017 class. Okay, sure. No, I went 18, 19, and 20. I just, uh, yeah. Jackson was I, 17, right? Or was he that's 18? That's right. Wait, wait. He's eight, 18. Derek, come on. Follow Quint, up. Quentin Nelson's rookie year was 18. That was that quarterback class with all the Saquon now, Barkley at running back and all the other quarterbacks around. Okay. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. So, <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking about guys that are, that are this rookies. This is like the most poorly I'm organized. I'm talking about guys that are rookies second. or in their second year. Okay. So, we can't include so that, that class with Mayfield and okay, all those so, guys. Right. Uh, Daniel Jones, though, he would be in there, right? 
Uh, not in the top four. But, but, but I'm saying eligible. Yes. To Dwayne your Haskins. point. Well, yeah. Sadly, Dwayne Haskins would be in there. Um, but to my – like, I think it's interesting. Kyler Murray is so dynamic. Is he long-term dynamic? Because I think sometimes when quarterbacks – when – when a quarterback's play is predicated upon their ability, their escapability, once that escapability goes away, then things become a bigger challenge for them, right? It, with the exception of, you know, John Elway, for example, had an unbelievable arm. Murray clearly has a, a really good arm. But the big size, straight pocket passing quarterback, like I really like Justin Herbert. I think he's a really good player. Um but which would you rather have, the guy that has that escapability and maybe you're shortening your window because of that, or the guy that's the drop-back, strong-armed, durable passer, um, but because he's standing in the pocket that long, he might be more prone to abuse or hits. You know, which Oh, the which name of the game. Like? The name of the game in today's NFL is mobility. That's you, what – and it feels that way, doesn't around. it? Yeah. That, you know, when Michael Vick came into the league, he was so ground-changing, so groundbreaking, but – you know, the, the thought process was, yeah, but, you know, he, he's not a great thrower. And once his legs went away, you know, now it feels like Michael Vick would even – would have gotten even longer in terms – I mean, obviously we know what happened away from the field. Mm -hmm. But offenses were more – today seem to be more capable of being catered to that kind of a quarterback. Whereas I don't know that people really knew exactly how to use Vick or incorporate him – because that was just so groundbreaking at the time. Well, yeah. Uh, and more, now it's like the norm. More as kid, and the Falcons certainly didn't know how to use him. They were trying to put him in like a West Coast offense and make yeah. him a drop-back passer, and that's not what he was. But you're seeing it now with the aging quarterbacks. Like, remember 10, 12 years ago, it was Rivers, both of the Mannings. Roethlisberger can move around a little bit, but for the most part, he's – been a pocket passer right I mean they're, they're guys that are pocket passers Tom Brady same thing and now you have all these guys that can move like even Daniel Jones who isn't great Daniel Jones can move around See, I think Daniel Jones is is an interesting one too Derek because he looks to be a guy that's going to be around a while right but yet he's not you know he's not Blaine Gabbert yeah, he's, he's not going to be. He's, he's not a straight be a, bust. He's going right. to be a nice player. Is he a groundbreaking player? I don't know about that, but he's going to be a nice player. But yet he kind of gets lost in the shuffle of these guys. My point being, there is kind of a youth movement. You don't realize it, but it's like, wow, there are some good young quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, now the Colts have to go out there and find one. You don't think they have it? Jacob Beeson's no, not the guy. I, I don't think so. I think their hope for Jacob Beeson was that he could be a cheap, competent backup quarterback for them. It's the flyer. I mean, that's exactly what they're doing. They're taking a flyer. If it works out and he becomes a competent quarterback that they could rely on as a QB2, great. If not, you don't think he's going to get an opportunity to show that he's the guy? Oh, I think they'll give him an opportunity. I don't think that they view him as that. Uh, the Colts have really thrown a lot of cold water on Jacob Eason and any expectations for him throughout this process. Now it's still very early and things can change, I guess. But Throwing cold water, I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, you throw cold water on it because, you know, it's, it's, it's hot. You know, kind of like I think it comes from the fact that something's on fire and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute here, throw cold water on it. I don't it. think if something's on fire, you're really worried about the temperature of the water you're throwing on it. <laughs> something's on fire. If I, if I like uh, something if, on if fire I right here, all, you got a pot if, of boiling Jake, water, you, you're not you, going to get other water. If you go to Planet Fitness and run for whatever and you get all kind of hot and bothered, throw some cold water on you just to, to cool you down, like calm down a little bit. 
Don't go to Planet Fitness. You just had major heart surgery. I did uh, four miles yesterday. Okay, great. I don't remember asking, but thank you. You for, just mentioned it. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Uh, we got two other big topics to talk about. What did you want to start with? Did you want to start with the Oladipo stuff, or did you want to go right into IU and just college football weekend in general? Let's go with college football because it's amazing to me that Indiana is a top 10 football team right now. And they've got, I think, inarguably, at least in their modern history, the biggest game in the program's history uh, coming up here on Saturday with Ohio State. Second. And I was second biggest. shocked it's the first biggest. No. I was Well, third. I mean, of my lifetime, it's the second biggest. It's the first biggest. No, it's not. That game that you're talking about did not have any national implications. Sure it did. This game does. Disagree. I'll tell you why you're wrong when we come back. Okay. I know that you're nostalgic because what happened in 1987 is the greatest thing to ever happen no. for, all, for all topics. But okay, well, I will back. We will up talk about that. My, I will back up my stance on it with facts. Okay, so you'll you'll have facts to back up your wrong stance when we come <laughs> back. It's Corey Schultz, ISC Sports Network. We're a different breed, aren't we? While others rest, we choose to work. Where others are content, we stay hungry. They may not see us coming, but we know exactly where we're going. You won't rest until you succeed. Neither will we. At an Indiana dairy farm, long work days stretch into more labor after sunset. A newborn calf needs watching. Barn needs cleaning. Tractor needs some handiwork for tomorrow's tasks. Just like in your own home, the day's chores are never done until the family beds down for the night. Dairy farmers and their families share the same dream with all of us, that what we all do is worthwhile. Bringing to market pure, safe, and healthy dairy foods is what they do, from Indiana's dairy families to ours every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com. Because Brian saved five lives and started a movement. Because Lester is a hero as a veteran and an organ donor. Because Allie's legacy lives on. Because I know how quickly it can be taken away. I'm driven. Driven. I am driven to save lives. I'm driven to save lives. Are you? More than four million Hoosiers have teamed up with Indiana Donor Network to save lives. Sign up to become an organ donor at driven2savelives.org. format of the program we would be coming back with music from Pearl Jam's 10 because 10 is a key number for this segment of the program for example we're talking about the fact that WGU Indiana is now celebrating 10 years in existence as Indiana's affordable and accredited online university WGU where ambition never rests where you can get your continued education and complete a number of different degrees you can find out all about their $10,000 scholarship that is correct they're giving away a $10,000 in uh, $10,000 in scholarships because of their 10th year in existence. WGU in it's indiana.wgu.edu/10x10. That's 10 by 10. Go to their website simply wgu.indiana.edu is where you can find all of the information. Absolutely fantastic. Appreciate WGU being on board with us and Derek. 10 is also an important number because Indiana now ranked 
inside the top 10 in college football. Over the weekend, I was watching games, and when ABC shows that board, the top 10, and here's what they're doing, it's like, it's wait, surreal. what? Yeah. Um, I think Indiana is really good. I think Michael Penix is playing at a very high level. They have great defensive backs. They, they're getting great play at the receiver position. Indiana is a very good football team. Do not get me wrong. However, I am curious, and I guess we're going to find out against Ohio State, where I, do, I don't think they're going to get blown out of the building. I think Ohio State, it's going to be like years past. I remember when, oh, I can't remember what boxing match was getting ready to take place, and I said, this is what this Indiana-Ohio State game upcoming, this a couple years ago, is going to look like the boxing match. I think it was when McGregor and Mayweather, Mayweather were fighting. Other, yeah. And I said, it's going to go like that in the fact that for three and a half quarters, one's going to hang around, and then the experience, there's a the, clear favorite. The depth is going to pay yep. off. I, I would imagine that may be what takes place. I'd love to see Indiana beat Ohio State, but Derek, Indiana's resume has been bolstered here because of optics. Oh my goodness, they beat Penn State. Holy cow, they beat Michigan. Wow, Michigan State. They blanked for the first time. Michigan State was shut out at home for the first time in like sixty years. But those three teams have a combined three wins. Michigan is terrible. Penn State is winless. Penn State's just mailed it in. Michigan State, Indiana dominated Michigan State, and I'll give Indiana all the credit in the world there. But is your enthusiasm – look, Indiana's 4-0, and you got to be thrilled about that. But is your enthusiasm for Indiana at all tempered a little bit when you start to take a real hard look and analysis of who they beat my enthusiasm no my realism sure because that's really what we need to know next about indiana clearly they've established themselves as good are they great and looking at their track record we still don't know if they're great because the teams that we thought were really good that they were playing right. don't look that this good. year's just so unique right I it mean, is there's yeah. no home field advantage for people this is what i'll say jake it's not indiana's fault that the big 10 stinks and clearly the big 10 stinks this year um, you know, Michigan State, Indiana didn't even play well. They were super sloppy, and they still dominated that game. Yeah. You never felt like there was ever a Correct. time where they were going to lose that game. Maybe the first drive when they turned it over. <laughs> Maybe you thought, oh, okay. Uh, Michigan, the same thing. They completely outplayed Michigan. They, they That game was never closer than double digits once Indiana took a, a double-digit lead. So, yeah, yes, just, the, the Penn State game was skin of their teeth. but Penn coffee State smells wonderful, was doesn't in, it? It does. But Penn State was in a different spot, I think, mentally during that game than they have been. I, th- I think you're right that they quit. It doesn't zap my enthusiasm, though, Jake, because they haven't been 4-0 since 1987. They've never beaten these three programs in the same season. And, uh, again, as long as you're taking care of business with who's on your schedule, who cares? I mean, this is kind of what we went through in 2019 where Indiana was having this great season and everybody's saying, well, who'd you beat? You're not beating any name programs. Yeah, you you got to beat who's on the schedule. Who cares? Indiana's – a punchline, Indiana football is the worst major college football program in history, so it's incredible what they've been able to do. Now, their game upcoming at Ohio State in the horseshoe. Yeah, biggest in their modern history. It is not. It's a huge game. and I, But because of the fact that Indiana is what? Four, this is week five. And I mm-hmm. get this is a condensed season. Yep. Okay? But the biggest game, okay, the winner of this game, do they automatically go to the to the college football playoff? No, but they, they're still alive for that. They're still alive for national championship. In 1987, in November, Indiana went to Michigan State 
the second-to-last game of the year, and the winner went to the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl bid was on the line. That's the biggest game because of the fact that you win that game, you go to the Rose Bowl. I understand that the Rose Bowl was on the line, and that's one of the games. You know, the Bill Mowry post-game locker room speech in East Lansing is is a famous clip. Um, But Michigan State – had two losses and a tie, I think, at that point. It was a hell, it was a weird year in the it. Big they Ten. Were ranked, they were ranked like 11th and 13th. Yeah, it was a weird year in the Big Ten where Ohio State was way down, Michigan wasn't great, and I don't think anybody else was really good in the league. I think Iowa was decent. Yeah, I, Iowa, that would have been, what, Hayden Fry and, yeah. and those teams, yeah, so they were a pretty good program then. Um, but this game, Jake, technically, and it's hard to mentally process because Indiana has been Indiana for so long, this game has – national championship level implications it, it does like do i think indiana's a national champion no but it does technically okay. given the fact that if they win it they're going to be in the top let five and be in the driver's seat for the college football playoff let me throw you a hypothetical here strictly hypothetical ohio state or indiana either one in the next couple of days has covid cases pop up Big Ten, as we know, cancels games. They don't postpone them, they cancel them. So the Indiana-Ohio State game is canceled because of the coronavirus. Now, Indiana... How do you determine a champion? Indiana has played more games than Ohio State, right? Hasn't Ohio State already had a game canceled? Uh, they had this past week, didn't they? They didn't play. So Indiana, this game gets canceled because of COVID. Indiana doesn't play Ohio State and then goes on and wins out, including going to the Big Ten championship game and playing most likely Northwestern, maybe Wisconsin. Does Indiana go to the college football playoff over Ohio State because they have more wins in the Big Ten and they're the Big Ten champion? Yeah, I think an undefeated Big Ten champion goes to the college football playoff. That's the way that I've always felt. So Indiana goes into the college football playoff as the four. Alabama's the one. What happens when Ohio State, or excuse me, when Indiana plays Alabama? Man, we're really going down the hypothetical. It's not as far fetched here. It's huh? not as far fetched as you think, Derek. Wow. How many games does Indiana have left? The, the same exact. I uh, they, there's a nine game Big Ten season, right? I'm trying to remember. ACC is ten. Big Ten is eight. Pac-12 okay. is seven. So they're already at four. Yeah. Ohio State would be five. That's off the off the schedule. The bucket game six. So who are the other two they have? Uh, they still have to play Maryland in the division. Okay. What's their other West game? Purdue. Oh, Wisconsin. Indiana has to play Wisconsin still. That's a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. So, I, I think – But Wisconsin's a dumpster fire, too. To let's answer say, your question, Let's say Jake. Ohio State and Wisconsin both are canceled because of COVID. Does Indiana, Indiana go – Indiana doesn't have to apologize for that. Does Indiana go to the Big Ten Championship game and play Northwestern, having beaten Maryland, Purdue, and Northwestern? Yes. Yes. I mean, so would Maryland, Northwestern, and Purdue be the only three things standing between Indiana and a date with Alabama in the college football playoff? Yeah. I think it'd be, to answer your question, I think it'd be the same situation that they're in right now. They'd be a heavy underdog out of 21 points, something like that. And we would see what happened. So Notre Dame and Clemson would play each other for a third time. Uh, Yeah. I, I guess so. If if Notre Dame well, gets in the playoff, if Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC title game. I think there might be um, – you going to say there's a Pac-12 or a Big 12 school maybe, that goes in? No, definitely not the Big 12. Big 12's out. Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yes, maybe. Yes, Cincinnati's good. 
I don't know. You know, I I don't know if Notre Dame is as a slam dunk if they lose to Clemson as people. Think. I think if Notre Dame loses to Clemson, they're out. I do. I I, I don't think they're it, it, definitely out, but I think they're probably out if they lose that game. Right. But you know what, Jake? It, it you can't look at it in if a vacuum. Cincinnati, Everything if Cincinnati else has to is unbeaten. Here. Then it becomes difficult for a team with one loss that is not a conference champion to get in. Probably. Because Cincinnati's good. I don't. I just hate speaking in absolutes because the college football playoff committee just makes up the rules as they go. We've had know. examples where some things matter, some things don't matter, losses matter, wins matter, where you play matters, who you play matters. And I never really know what to think. And especially when, when you add in the COVID stuff and the cancellations and the postponements and the shortened season, some teams are playing this many, that many. Now, I have no idea what they're going to do. We talked about Indiana, Purdue losing to Northwestern. Yeah, I really disappointing. I have a Purdue conspiracy theory. You ready? Uh, sure. Purdue they knew. They the moon man landing? No. no. <laughs> Purdue really didn't put a man on the moon. Uh, Purdue knew that Rondell Moore was not going to play at any point this year. They were 100% okay with that. But they basically went to him and said, look, here's the deal. We'll let you continue working out, work, use the facility, stay in shape for the NFL draft. All we ask in return is that we can say you're playing this year so teams have to prepare under the possibility you're going to be on the field but we both know it's not going to happen. Hey, dumb question. Somebody brought this up on Twitter, and I didn't know the answer to it. Um, would part of the reason that Rondale Moore and Purdue work out some sort of an agreement is because he can then stay on whatever the insurance, you know, being a student athlete and having Possibly. the rehab and all that stuff covered uh, as opposed to having to go out of pocket if you sign with an agent right. or I something mean, I, like that? Yeah, I mean, clearly he is still part of the football program, mm -hmm. right? But is it possible that they knew, yeah, we know you're not going to play. But Purdue, my point being, Derek, Purdue does have something to be gained by having Rondell Moore on the roster. Yeah. Because if you're a, a team preparing for Purdue, you've got a game plan as if Rondell Moore is going to be there. Couldn't you have still opted out and stayed on scholarship? Didn't the players, didn't the NCAA I pass think they something? Did have, yeah. So that's kind of what bothers me about the situation, Jake, is that why opt in if you're not opting in or maybe things change? Um, I, I feel part of me feels bad. This is not a popular opinion. I get it. Part of me feels bad for Rondell Moore because – if I'm him, I want to protect myself too. You know what I mean? I, I know that I'm going to play pro. And we've talked about this. Remember with Jadavion Clowney way back in the day on the radio show, you mentioned if I'm Jadavion Clowney, my stock's not going to get any higher. I'm just going to sit out a year yep. and, and work out 24-7. And that was a crazy notion at that time yeah. when I said it. And people went nuts. So I remember taking calls about that, people being all angry. He owes it to his teammates to do this and to do that. Look, Rondell Moore doesn't know anything other than to himself and it's it's selfish but this is the time to be selfish right, right. when you have this huge investment in yourself and you have a chance to really kind of cash in uh, you know um I, I wondered about that though I mean David Bell has played so well that teams have to be looking at it going whoa wait a minute what if both but these guys are imagine out imagine if they both got on the field for more than a second you know oh. what I mean? It, it's just so sad that it's so perfect for Purdue sports history that the stars would align where you would have two transcendent talents like this and <laughs> they wouldn't be able to be on the field at the same time. You know, you laugh because it prevents you from crying if you're a Purdue fan because it's just – You laugh because it, it prevents it's you so, from crying. It's so prototypical. of the, Any Purdue fan will tell you the same thing, Jake, where you just wait for the other shoe to drop. Like, of course COVID is going on, and of course Rondale Moore – gets injured in what was a game two or game three last year of David Bell's big breakout season because that's just the way the cookie always crumbles for Purdue sports. By the way, I it almost sucks. wore my, you know, today I'm wearing black. It's a slimming color. Uh, my Indiana Ice 
t-shirt from the shop. They also have a great one that I have that just simply says Yell Purdue, uh, an old school. That's the thing about the shop. They've got the t-shirts from vintage Indiana, whether it be pop culture or sports. I love, for example, the TP, the fabulous restaurant. Great TP shirt available from the shop. TheShopIndy.com, 920 Broderpool Avenue, or also Carmel and Clay Terrace. Uh, Derek, speaking of nostalgic Indiana, uh, the Pacers actually went out and got a nostalgic Indiana player on the payroll. The question is, is it going to be the only former Hoosier that they're paying next season? That's the big question mark. Yeah, right? and we will address that question when we come back. That was a killer tease. Yeah, thank you. Like, I, I, I really want to see what we talk about yeah, next. I'm okay. going to stick around right here on <laughs> okay. IFC Sports Network. Uh-huh. You can't get enough of us. Good one, Jay, man. This is the worst scandal. This might this even is be worse than steroid. Not so fast. Are you going to watch the XFL? I'll probably watch a little bit of it. You want to go through and pick some games? No, I don't. No, I don't. I really don't. Oh, my God. We are ripping fast today. And how hard can it be, right? These are now selling for about $3,500. So we're back to our old ways of pulling rocks. Act like idiots on camera, open cards, and talk about the hobby. Woo. Indiana dairy farmers provide us with safe, pure foods for our tables. A responsibility that takes intuition, resolve, and determination to make sure their milk is good for you and delicious to taste. Their connection with our community runs deep, passed down through the generations, ensuring that milk is always available at your store. It's not easy being a dairy farmer, but the rewards have special meaning when you can feed Indiana's families every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com. We're a different breed, aren't we? While others rest, we choose to work. Where others are content, we stay hungry. They may not see us coming, but we know exactly where we're going. You won't rest until you succeed. Neither will we. The train keeps on a rolling here on Corey and Schultz, episode 11. Alongside Jake Corey, I'm Derek Schultz. Thanks so much for joining us. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at Indiana Donor Network. Jake, did you know that anyone can be an organ donation person? There is no age restriction to become a donor. And there are more than 1,300 Hoosiers that are waiting for a life-saving transplant, and they have to rely on people to donate their organs, and it's the most selfless thing that you can do. We saw what happened with the late, great Brian Clausen, in the wake of a tragedy and able to donate his organs and save several lives. So you can go to check them out, Indiana Donor Network at driven to the number two, savelives.org to help them save lives. Um, my uncle Dwayne, Derek, in 1985, received a heart transplant back in 1985. And he was around the age that I was when I had my heart attack. He was a little bit older, but. Um, yeah, Indiana Donor Network. It's very simple. When you go to get your driver's license, you know, you click that box. Yes, I want to be a donor. Uh, we had some news develop since we stepped away, and we're going to talk about Victor Oladipo and the fact that Calvert Chaney is now going to be an assistant coach for the Pacers. But it's possible the building in which they are playing, meaning Victor Oladipo playing, Calvert Chaney coaching, 
may also be really busy because, Derek, I want to read exactly what we have here. And I realize that by the time uh, this is out, this will be uh, a much more developed story. We still need a breaking news sounder, though. That's right. No, it goes up. Yours is way too monotone. It doesn't get people. It's. But it finishes on a high note. Mine was really good, Jake. (laughs) Not really. Okay. Uh, The Division I NCAA Men's Basketball Committee has decided the NCAA tournament for 2021 should be held in a single geographic area. As a result, NCAA staff are in preliminary talks with the state of Indiana and the city of Indianapolis to potentially host the 68-team tournament around the metropolitan area during the coordinated dates in March and April. I remember saying back when COVID first happened that uh, I thought eventually Lucas Oil Stadium would be used as a bubble for either an NFL or the Big Ten basketball season. Derek, what's interesting to me, if in fact Indianapolis, and this would be a major shot in the arm for downtown Indianapolis, even though you're not going to have fans there, but one would think that for the hotels in particular, uh, this could be a game changer with all of the schools that would have to be staying in said hotels. But keep in mind, a couple of the hotels downtown, at least two of them that I'm aware, and three of them at the old airport site, are currently being used, Derek, and I don't even know how publicized this has been. Two downtown hotels, nice hotels, three at the old airport site are being used as contingency housing through the winter for the homeless shelters of Indianapolis because those shelters are limited because of COVID. And so the city, through grants, has uh, rented out or leased out two of the hotels. So that takes away some of the space right there. But you still have uh, the JW and that whole complex, the Marriott downtown, the Conrad. I mean, there are hotels. But this is uh, potentially a big-time shot in the arm economically for Indianapolis. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, and just Again, not the same. I mean, you're not going to have fans coming in, and you're not going to yeah. have the teams going out to all the restaurants and everything else, but it beats the alternative. I mean, we're assuming that I mean, there's no reason to think that in five months things are going to be a whole heck of a lot better than they are now. Hopefully they're better. Jeez. But, um, yeah, because fans are asking about – can we be there? You know, right. can can I walk across? You know, I'm in Midtown. Can I walk across the street to see a Sweet 16 game at Hinkle? But probably not going to be able to do that. But I think so. They, the venues they they're using, one would assume, okay, State Fairgrounds Coliseum, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Bankers Life Fieldhouse, Lucas Oil Stadium for the Final Four. Okay, I would think. What, do what you, else do you need? Well, Southport. You know, if there are no fans, right? Uh, I guess you could use a high school field house, but Nickerson Hall and facility wise might be tough. Didn't they recently? Greg would know. Didn't they recently renovate Nickerson Hall? Because that's an older building. It's, it's cool. I, I thought they I recently mean, it's, it's gave like that a little Newcastle. Bit of a it's sunk facelift. in. It's, it's but a I, cool I, I might be wrong. I might be mixing that up with something else. Uh, but you know, if you have no fans, you just have to accommodate basically the television angles. I mean, would it be that outlandish? It's not that far to suggest that Assembly Hall or Mackey Arena well, host a, a first or second right. round uh, series of games where you put teams well, in pods. Terre Haute. I mean, can you go that far? Away? You know, Holman Center's big right. capacity wise. Well, you don't need again. To you're space not talking everything fans. Out. Yeah, right. to space everything out. But it's, it's a little dated, Holman Center. Interesting stuff, though. It's a little they retro. Did, they did renovate Holman Center. Oh, they did? Okay. Because yeah. we were in there in 2016. They, they have renovated since then. Okay. And the seats kind of look like stepping into 1983. Yeah. They've, you know? they've renovated since okay. then. Um, you got us lost going back from the way from Holman the, Center. The I've Pacers, lived in Indiana all my life. The Pacers and Victor Oladipo, Derek, your thoughts? You don't even want to talk about that, the fact that we got lost. 
Oh, it was great. It was wonderful. We were in Cloverdale somehow. A lot, a lot of queries. <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. Uh, look, I am so, so tired, and I can't be the only person that feels this way. I'm so tired of talking about Victor Oladipo. I'm so beyond over it. And my stance hasn't changed. It's time for the Pacers to move on. He's waffled on this publicly and privately. Uh, there's an awful lot of smoke for there not to be fire. And I'm just – I'm done with it. If he wants to go, that's fine. I have no problem with him wanting to go. I don't think you could handle this any more poorly than he's handled it. It's been just completely butchered by he and his team and the people around him. It's way worse to me than the Paul George situation. I think he's drawing a lot more criticism than even Paul George did because – this is what I would compare it to, Jake. Paul George was like the hot girlfriend or hot boyfriend, significant other that you had that broke up with you. And it hurt, right? But, you know, whatever. You were you were together for six months, and you never felt like she or he were fully committed, right? If Victor Oladipo does this, and it, and it goes to this inevitable conclu- conclusion where he's gone, it's like getting left at the altar. You had the ring. You already paid for the honeymoon. Like, you thought that this was a life. This right. was marriage, you thought this, you and he were going to be together forever and live in happy matrimony and wedding day shows up and you're there and he's not walking down that aisle. And I think that's how Pacers fans are going to feel uh, about this. I, you're in a situation, Kevin Pritchard, I, I feel for him because once again, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because here you have a guy that has not a lot of trade value because everybody knows you have to move on from him. But I think at this point, Jake, just to avoid the headache, um, you got to move on to something else. Let me tell you, um, Derek, and reiterate what I said about Victor Oladipo a couple of years ago. And it was difficult because Victor Oladipo is a beloved player that played collegiately in Indiana for a great Indiana team. And I understand, and I don't think Victor Oladipo, by any stretch of the imagination, is a bad guy. But Victor Oladipo has something in common with Paul George, and I've said this many times before. And that what they have in common, Derek, is – they were never the guy until they were professional athletes and they were in this globe. In other words, Oladipo in high school was not the best player on his high school team. Most guys in the NBA are or were when they were in high school. They were the guy, right? Then they go to college and they are the guy that is stirring the drink. Oladipo is great a player as he was in Indiana and he was probably the best player on his team. But Cody Zeller was an Indiana born and bred guy that was a seven footer that ran the floor, that was a Mr. Basketball, and he was the guy that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, not Oladipo. Oladipo then goes into the pros, and when he was at the Magic and the Thunder, you know, he's in the Magic, which is, you know, he, he's getting his feet wet. Then he goes to the Thunder, he's not their best player. He comes to the Pacers, and now all of a sudden, for the first time, the spotlight is on him, and everything's there. And Victor Oladipo fell victim in the NBA to what so many players have. He started listening to the people in his ear. And he started, and he had a guy in his ear that was helping him build his brand for his musical career. And the Pacers and Oladipo's family and people in his past were saying to him, be, be careful here. Doesn't make him a bad guy. Doesn't make him a dumb guy makes him somebody who falls victim to what happens to a lot of NBA players. And the the rift with Victor Oladipo and his teammates and his franchise began not when he went on The Masked Singer, not last year, but after his injury when the Pacers went into the playoffs against the Boston Celtics and all of a sudden they were like, Oladipo still hasn't come back. He's rehabbing in Miami. He's listening to his guy. 
that's helping him put out his album. Where is he? And he was supposed to come back and be on the bench with his teammates during their home games against the Boston Celtics in the first round of the NBA playoffs, and he missed his flight. That was when the very first wedge began of what's going on with this guy. And it just has not gotten any better ever since. And it's amazing how, you know, you and I were both there. It was right after we got laid off to Oladipo's return game in late January. Doesn't that feel like 100 years ago? It does. Because it was pre-COVID. And hail our conquering hero, right? There was a standing ovation. He hits the game-winning shot, and you just thought to yourself, everything's everything's going to be okay. He's back, and everything's fine. It's, it's just amazing to me, Jake, that it is spiraled out of control like this yeah. in less than a year. In, in 10 months or whatever. So, um, question is, what can they get for him? Yeah, not much. Um, and the draft is this week. So, if you did make a move and you, you traded in this draft, this is not a draft class that's regarded as being anything. Uh, people are very, very lukewarm and tepid on this entire draft class. But I think you have to just get what you can get because um, Oladipo, the difference between Oladipo and George is that George still felt like had the potential to be a top 10 NBA player. Yeah. And he was. I mean, you know, two years ago he was finished third in the MVP voting. He was an elite player last year, not so much. Um, Oladipo is not that. And his ceiling isn't even that. I mean, well, Ola, Oladipo's I ceiling, you hope that he could be a, a strong number two on a contending I team. I don't know that we know, Derek, whether or not um, with Victor Oladipo – you know, the year where he was so good with Indiana, was that the anomaly? You know, was was he yeah. in a zone for six months? We were even talking about that pre-injury, that is this sustainable? Is, is Oladipo an all-NBA and all-defensive team type player year in and year out? And I think there was a lot of skepticism that he was. Now post-injury and with everything that he's gone through, I think I don't think he'll ever be that player again, Jake. Right. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have awards to get to? We do. We have all of our segments to get to, in fact. Uh, love that play, which we'll come back with. Also, the American Dairy Association, Indiana, winner's drink milk, winner of the week, and our friends at the shop with Buy It or Bull Bleep, which you Buy it all or come shorts. to know and love. <laughs> okay. Plenty to get to still as we continue on ISC Sports Network. It's Quarian Schultz. Indiana Dairy Farm. Long work days stretch into more labor after sunset. A newborn calf needs watching. Barn needs cleaning. A tractor needs some handiwork for tomorrow's tasks. Just like in your own home, the day's chores are never done until the family beds down for the night. Dairy farmers and their families share the same dream with all of us, that what we all do is worthwhile. Bringing to market pure, safe, and healthy dairy foods is what they do. From Indiana's dairy families to ours every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com. We're a different breed, aren't we? While others rest, we choose to work. Where others are content, we stay hungry. They may not see us coming, but we know exactly where we're going. You won't rest until you succeed. Neither will we. The drive, the take, foul, and it goes! Lobbing it to the back of the end zone. They're going to say it's a touchdown! Left foot, gets through. Goal for Vargas. Hamilton will score! 
It's Quarian Schultz. Thanks so much for joining us. Time for our first of three weekly features. And By you the see way, it Derek, right bo- over my shoulder. Uh, Southport High School, I-, I erred in saying that, different floor length than college, so they wouldn't be able to play. Yeah. But Nickerson would work because that's a college basketball Correct. floor. Love HVAC, Jake. You're good friends with Chris and John Love. They've been in business for Great a guys. hundo years. Their dad, Phil, as well. Love-HVAC.com. Elmer, Chris, Chris was like, I don't know what a hundo means. And it's like, dude, it means a hundred. It's just a hip way of saying a hundo. <laughs> no. Well, Chris and John Love are very hip, and so is Love Heating and Cooling. Love-HVAC.com. 317-353-2141. Great product, great integrity, great knowledge of product, great prices. All part of how Love Heating and Air has lasted for 100 years in central Indiana, and they bring us our Love That Play. Derek, this one was pretty easy to come up with, right? Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a buzzer-beating Hail Mary, that's got to be number one. But Hail Murray. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. Murray uh-huh. to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. And what I like, Jake, about it is it further highlights – I mean, it really was – it could go down as one of the worst, if not the worst, trade in modern NFL history, what the Texans did with DeAndre Hopkins. Like, he is the, he's the best receiver in the NFL. Right. And they traded him for a broken-down David Johnson and a number two. Do you remember, because I do, um, when DeAndre Hopkins was coming out and I was on our radio show saying, you know, the Colts should take DeAndre Hopkins. The Colts really should look at DeAndre Hopkins out of Clemson. He catches everything. I know there was the rumor that he trashed a hotel room at the Combine uh, and he fell. But do you recall what people called in to say to me when I was saying they should take DeAndre Hopkins? They're crazy. Uh, Mr. Polian was on ESPN and said he's not first-round talent. Why would you say that he's – the Colts should take him? Mr. Polian says he's not first-round talent. Okay. They took Bjorn Werner instead. He was on the clock, right? But to be fair, Jake, I mean, you you said Taj Boyd was going to be a franchise quarterback. I never so said that. I, I think sometimes with never said that. players. Never said you that. Know I, did I, mean? say, I did say Dwayne Allen would become people's favorite player. Yep. And you said that, that he would be the next Kellen Winslow. I never said yep. that. Canton bound. I remember Dwayne, Dwayne Allen that. had a game where he caught a touchdown. But I did. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. I was very high on. Um, CJ Spiller, you said, was the next Walter Payton, I remember. Derek, so, we didn't even do a show when C.J. Spiller was playing. It's just, you know, all your Clemson guys. But I'm, I'm happy for you that you hit on DeAndre Hopkins. Great player. You were bound to hit on somebody. But, you know, that play actually was not DeAndre Hopkins that made that play. It was Kyler Murray. Oh, I mean, the just, throw. To scramble but, away but it's and still, to be falling. It, it, it's and, an mean, incredible catch when everybody, you know, it's a jump ball situation and you have right. to get the ball at the high point. It's really tough to do. So, easy, easy pick this week for Love That Play. 353-2141, love-hvac.com. Uh, up next, we've got what? Some more awards to give away? Yeah, we're going to do our Winner's Drink Milk, winner okay. of the week, and then our friends at the Shop Indy with Bider Bowley. I know I've got for that. And um, a housekeeping note, and also, um, I know I, I think people like to get updated on my life. Yeah, not really. So I've got a life update coming really? up. Yeah. Your housekeeping now? That's your life update? It has, it has nothing to do with my house. It has something to do with my car. Oh. And okay. why you had to drive me to the show uh-huh. today. Yeah, that was fun, yeah. too. We'll talk about that. Okay. It's Corey right. Schultz, back with more next IC Sports Network. Dairy farmers provide us with safe, pure foods for our tables. A responsibility that takes intuition, resolve, and determination to make sure their milk is good for you and delicious to taste. Their connection with our community runs deep, passed down through the generations, ensuring that milk is always available at your store. It's not easy being a dairy farmer, but the rewards have special meaning 
when you could beat Indiana's families every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com. We're a different breed, aren't we? While others rest, we choose to work. Where others are content, we stay hungry. They may not see us coming, but we know exactly where we're going. You won't rest until you succeed. Neither will we. I'm Ryan Newman, and since I started with Indiana Donor Network and Driven to Save Lives, I found out that some people think that they can't be an organ donor. The truth is, anyone can sign up to be an organ donor. Anyone? Anyone? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Anyone can sign up to be an organ donor. So don't count yourself out because somebody's counting on you. Go to DrivenToSaveLives.org and sign up today. Welcome back to Query and Schultz. Derek, my, one of my favorite segments of the show because I get to drink my chocolate milk. Yes, sir. Absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. uh, the American Dairy Association, by the way, winners do drink milk. And is it my turn to read all the stats here, Derek? Here's a winner drinking milk right now, guys. <laughs> uh, experts agree the body requires immediate fuel, by the way, to that recover and milk. rehydrate uh, within the first 30 minutes after a workout. Low-fat chocolate milk, which I have right here, the perfect way to do it. Perfect mix of carbs and protein to rebuild muscles and restore fluid and electrolytes. Absolutely love chocolate milk. They bring us each week our Winner's Drink Milk Winner of the Week from the American Dairy Association of Indiana. Winnersdrinkmilk.com where you can find out more about the great work that they're doing throughout the state of Indiana and the proper nutrition for kids, adults, whatever it might be after your workout. Winner's Drink Milk. Derek, your nomination? I wanted to mention this guy because I think it is, it's the tournament. Kind of like how Wimbledon is for tennis. The Wimbledon. They say it there, yeah, Wimbledon. That's right. Mm -hmm. The major of majors is the Masters to me. Some people would argue the U.S. Open, but to me it's always been the Masters. The thing is, Jake, with COVID and the calendar the way that it is, it just didn't feel right. The Masters has to be in the spring with the flowers, and it's the first – time where you're feeling like you're thawing out and it's going to be okay it's not going to be 25 degrees and sleeting all year long right right so i actually didn't watch I, I feel ashamed admitting this i guess i didn't watch one second of the masters well that's why derek i don't want to get political here but when people claim that it was it's all entirely because of go woke go broken politics that tv ratings are down with sports no, no a lot of that is it's state change your viewing habits yeah, a lot it's of that's state viewing habits and there's a lot going on in the sports calendar right now um, well, I guess you could say the same for April when the Masters is going on. But how about Dustin Johnson? I mean, what a win for him. He was dominant. Uh, his, he made history, 20 under, which broke the record of 18 under, set by Tiger Woods and others. Uh, Tiger in that huge performance in 97. And he won by five strokes. He was never seriously threatened. It was a, a fait accompli during Sunday's final round. But good for DJ, um, a guy that I have a tremendous amount of respect for because I feel like we have a lot of the same things going for us. The beard um pants fit really well on both okay. of us talented attractive Have significant you others you overcome some demons in your past uh yeah I, I believe he did right we've all had some demons for sure um uh, that i've that i've overcome is he still dating um or romantically linked. Yes, I mean they have children. Together. She was there yesterday. Uh, Paulina Gretzky. Yeah, right? they they weren't allowed to have fans, but attractive, she was there. right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, she's a good-looking woman. Yeah, sorry, that that kind of. Do you remember a couple of years ago uh, yes. when when 
I can't remember which tournament he won, and they were following him as he as he worked his way, and and she was walking in front of him in a miniskirt, and the camera guy like followed up behind her, and it was like, whoa, oh really? Yeah. Wow, I'll have to look that up on. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I don't remember that, Jake. I'm just. Saying. I'm not going to look it up on you. Uh, I'm going to give mine, by the way, Derek, to, and I hope I'm saying the last name correct. A senior out of Mississippi playing for Indiana that continues to emerge from week to week and is a big part of Indiana's ascent here into the top ten. Ty Freifogel. Did I say his last name correct? Yeah. It's just like it's spelled. Heck of a player, man. And he continues to to play at a very high level for Indiana and rack up big time numbers. He has become a very reliable target for Michael Penix, both look at those arms. You know, in the yards after catch and in the long ball as well. Uh, he's a winner, and he's the reason why Indiana is winning games. And again, it, all it would take would be cancellations from the Wisconsin and Ohio State game, and Indiana's right there. What are you doing? I'm just comparing contrast. It's a high res screen, so you can kind of see this arm compared to <laughs> okay. this arm. See, Derek, if you want to build your muscles, be there sure we go. to drink your milk. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. There's the comp right there. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Drink that in, <laughs> man. The sexiness there is off the charts with my man, Rodrigo. Okay. I'm going to call Bull Schultz on that. Well, speaking of Bull Schultz, actually, I hate saying it like that. It's Bite or Bull Bleep is the name of the segment. Bite or Bull Schultz. We're going to come back with that. Also, uh, wrap up the show with some news and notes as well and uh, some other avenues for you to find us besides just ISC Sports Network, which we're really excited about. It's Corey and Schultz. Back with more next, ISC Sports Network. different breed aren't we while others rest we choose to work where others are content we stay hungry they may not see us coming but we know exactly where we're going you won't rest until you succeed neither will we Indiana dairy farmers provide us with safe, pure foods for our tables. A responsibility that takes intuition, resolve, and determination to make sure their milk is good for you and delicious to taste. Their connection with our community runs deep, passed down through the generations, ensuring that milk is always available at your store. It's not easy being a dairy farmer, but the rewards have special meaning when you can feed Indiana's families every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com. I'm Ryan Newman, and since I started with Indiana Donor Network and Driven to Save Lives, I found out that some people think that they can't be an organ donor. The truth is, anyone can sign up to be an organ donor. Anyone? Anyone? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Anyone can sign up to be an organ donor. So don't count yourself out because somebody's counting on you. Go to DrivenToSaveLives.org and sign up today. It is Bider Bull Bleep time back here on Quarry and Schultz, the most anticipated segment that we do. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by our friends at the Shop Indie, theshopindie.com. Holiday season right around the corner, Jake. And if you are looking for some gifts with Hoosier flair for maybe a, a Hoosier that has since left the state of Indiana that wants to rep any of these, you know, Marshes, O'Malias, 
Uh, their Deer Creek shirt, I know, is one of their best right sellers. Here. I need to get one of these for the holidays for my man Ty Garrick. Ty and I worked together at O'Malia's. Will Higgins worked there. Larry Shotwell, the late, great Larry Shotwell. Steve Beaver, John Gundren, Jeff Jarbo, Bill Bowler. Good old Stevie Beave. Stevie Beave was the man. He, he one time <laughs> got on the PA system at O'Malia's and did an incredible rendition of Posse on Broadway. Right there in the middle of work day. Was that Fat Boys? No, it was Sir Mix-a-Lot. Are you sure? I'm positive. I thought that was Fat Boys. No, I'm positive. Me and kids at Seisha and at home away from home with the black Ben's limo with the cellular phone. I'm calling Are up you a sure? posse. It's time yeah. to get ripping. I don't know. I, I'll look me. that up. I, okay. y- usually you're wrong on this music stuff. Okay. TheShopIndy.com. Vintage never gets old. And, of course, all their great sports stuff as well. IU, Purdue, Butler. A lot of the old school logos. Um, a lot of Indy 500 stuff. A little bit of everything over at the Shop Indy for the Hoosier fan in your life. That is correct. Um, so... Tell me what we do here exactly. I give a statement. Okay. You and I go back and forth. And then I tell you it's Bullshits. Oh, we think it's Bullshits. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. Statement number one, the Colts will win a playoff game this January. Buy it or Bogleep. Um, Boy, I'll tell you what. I'm going to buy that, actually, because I think Derek – Feels like it'll be a home game now. Yeah. Uh, Just with where they sit today, that could change. Entirely possible. Look, when you look at the AFC, there's really only – you know, Pittsburgh is going to be – Pittsburgh or Kansas City – going to be the one seed and one of the two of them i don't know which one of the two of those is going to get upset it always happens there's some team that baltimore last year yeah yeah so one of those two is going to get upset um and you know why not why not the colts as the surprise team yeah i'll say they win a playoff game well they win the afc i doubt that i'm going off the top of my head but baltimore's loss i believe was the first time Maybe it was that a one or a two seed had played in the Super Bowl every year for like 10 years straight. Remember, we had that run of upsets during the heyday of the Peyton years where it right. was like the nine-win Giants and the Roethlisberger Steelers, and we kind of avoided that Well, the Ray Lewis Ravens, right? They were kind of a – I think they were a three, yeah. They were a so, hot streak yeah, run. You yeah, know, yeah. Because um, they didn't – I don't think they had home field either. I think they had to go on the road to win the AFC Championship game, I want to say, in Oakland. Um, but that year, but I, I'd have to go back and look. Um, yeah, you know, a home game against the Dolphins, right? Colts could win that. We didn't mention. I'm Tua. thinking of like a four or five. When we game. were talking earlier about quarterbacks in their first or second year. We didn't mention Tua. Yeah, that's right. I mean, really small. So what are we talking about? Two two games yeah. or two and a half games? No, I guess Tua so games. That's right. Yeah. See, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say. I was going to say bull bleep, but since I kind of want to see the Colts win a playoff game, I'll just buy it. Okay. Screw it. But I was going to say bull bleep. Okay. Kind of playing both sides of the fence there. Okay. Statement number two, this will be looked at as Don't one of the – sides of the fence. Just play it straight, buddy. This will be looked at as one of the worst NBA drafts ever. Buy it or bull oh, bleep. Oh, I 100% buy that. If nothing else, then for the fact that, you know, oftentimes the NBA draft, Derek – you have moments where guys make names for themselves in the NCAA tournament. Austin Crozier, for example, you know, got red hot in the NCAA tournament. Then you knew who he was when the Pacers drafted him. And you see guys that they have their moments and they their one shining moment. For that reason alone, because last year's college basketball season feels like it was 15 years ago. And oftentimes it's guys that are only playing for a year anyway and you never get to see them on that ultimate stage. For that alone – and you have one of the balls in there. Uh, LeVar Ball, again, has a kid in the draft. Yeah, LaMelo. Yeah, I mean, come on. 
You know, one thing I will say is that sometimes we do this with drafts and they end up being pretty good. Remember, we did this with the 2013 draft. We were like, this draft stinks. Who was number one overall in that draft? Well, Anthony Bennett, which is a bad example. But Giannis was in that draft. Rudy Gobert was in that draft. Oladipo, Steven Adams. There were a lot of good players. C.J. McCollum. Already, that's a much better draft than 2000 or 86. How Already, did, just with those Cody five. Zeller go ahead of all those guys but two? Uh, Jake, the whole top ten is a mess. You want me to give you the top yeah. ten? Anthony Bennett, Oladipo, Otto Porter, who's making an absurd amount of money. <laughs> he is. Cody Zeller, Alex Len, Nerlens Noel, total bust. Ben McLemore, who shot like 28%. Um, KCP, who's been a, a decent player, a decent NBA player. Trey Burke has bounced around, but he's never been a, a great player. Caldwell and then, Pope. And then the McCollum, 10. Was Michael Carter-Williams around there somewhere? He was 11th, and he was the rookie okay. of the year. And yeah. then he... He basically peaked there. But, you know, later on, Jake, Stephen Adams, Kelly Olynyk have been good Olenek's players. a nice player. Dennis Schrader's been a good player. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. has been a, a competent thing, Derek, NBA about, starter. The thing about the NBA draft to me now is we're so accustomed to guys. Guys just aren't given enough time. You know, I mean, if you look at, like, look at this year, and I can't believe I'm just spacing on his name, for the Heat. Uh, the the guy for the Heat, Tyler Hero. No, the, Bam. the big man. Yeah, Adebayo. Bam. Uh, yes. When 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 Adebayo came out, you know, for the first couple of years, it was like, well, what happened to him? And he's groomed into becoming a centerpiece on, I mean, a very important piece of the Miami Heat, and he's a very very good player. But a lot of teams would have just given up on him after two years, and okay, well, that's it. He's a bust, and, and shipped him on about his way. I think we're too impatient with guys, and we want to make decisions too early, but. So there may be guys in this draft that turn out to be great, but I, if nothing else, it's a least exciting draft because you just can't name that many guys that are in it. Maybe the kid from Memphis, James Wiseman, might end up he looks like he's a being a really good player, but everybody else – like even George is pretty good. Yeah, I, I think you're talking about kind of limited ceilings there. Yeah. And I think there's just a lot of – everybody's saying there's just a lot of bust potential because LaMelo Ball might end up being really good. He might end up being a complete – he had Mental 92 points, right? points in a high school game, and everybody got gaga until they saw the video, and he was just cherry-picking. He never he never crossed the half-court line. I actually didn't put down a third statement. I think I forgot. Bite or bull bleep's usually three, so I only had two. Okay. Um, do you want me to give you one? Yeah. Why don't you do one? Uh, Bite or bull Schultz. This is so weird for you to contribute something in the show. Like it's it. so rare. Bite or bull Schultz. At the time when the NCAA tournament feasibly could be hosted in the city of Indianapolis, Victor Oladipo during that time will still be a pacer. <laughs> Good. Uh, bull bleep, because that'll be after the trade deadline, too, I'm assuming, uh, even though the NBA might have to adjust their calendar. I don't know if they've announced a trade deadline or not. I know that they're going to start games around Christmas. Um, no, I, I don't think he's going to be here. I really don't. Look at this wonderful picture from the shop, including their framed poster on the wall of Detlef Shrimp. Yeah, that's in their Broad Ripple store. And Edrin James. And Edge. Oh, my Inkling. You'll have to tell that story someday, maybe when we have enough time. I'll tell it right now. Uh, well, NBA... what about you first, Oladipo, Bider Mobley? Pacer in March. I think he'll be here. Okay. We'll see. Um, NBA game on Sega. My buddies and I were playing it in college in 1994. Uh, my buddy Mike Hillary was playing as the Sonics, I think, with Detlef Schrempf. And anyway, in the game, it would have, it had like a player could get injured. And Detlef Schrempf got injured, and my buddy Mike Hillary said, as he was playing it, Detlef Schrempf got injured, he said out loud, Oh, my Anklin. 
And we thought it was the funniest thing ever. And from then on, anytime Detlef Shrimp's name was mentioned, Hillary would say, Ach, mein Enklin. And we had Detlef Shrimp on the show, Derek. He was a regular uh, guest of our show when we were doing the radio show, and he couldn't be a nicer guy. And so then finally I asked him if he could say, Ach, mein Enklin, and he said it. He did. He, he was, was a good sport. sport. Yeah. He was cool. He liked me. Not so much you, but he was he was <laughs> okay. a good sport. You know, Deadlift uh, Shrimp was one of those guys that kind of started this new era of NBA player. At at that time, to have somebody that tall of, that could handle the way that he did and, yeah. and play multiple positions, it was he was a little bit of a unicorn. And now everybody does that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the expectation because if you're only one position, then you're not going to make it. I remember, far. though, when the, when the Pacers traded him for Derek McKee and it was like – this is the worst trade ever. Oh, yeah. McKee was a great player, man. Because Shrimp. He was a really nice piece for them. McKee was the perfect fit for Indiana, but Shrimp was the better player and continued to be the better player. It, it was one of those weird win-win trades, right? right? Because Shrimp did exactly what the Sonics needed him to do, and I think he was later in Portland maybe. And then um, and then Derek McKee fit perfectly into a role with this Pacers McKee team. was a really nice piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, what are we doing next? Is that We've it? got some housekeeping okay. to get to. Oh, yeah, you mentioned – We're done on breaks, right? Uh, sorry, I, this is the second week in a row that I've done this where I've been asking if we're done on breaks. Yeah, get to um, your housekeeping. Jake and I try, had an awesome – Try tidying up the show while you're at it. Jake and I had an awesome carpool, which I want to yeah. tell you about up here. But the show is now available so. via podcast and the show archive available on YouTube.com. Getting this ready so for So it was always back. available on ISCSportsNetwork.com. But now you can go to our Quarian Schultz channel, youtube.com slash Quarian Schultz, or find it on the YouTube app and see all past episodes and podcasts on um, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, basically any platform. If, uh, if there's a, a podcast platform out there that you want to listen to, that you listen to podcasts on, and our show is not on it, tell me. Derek at QuarianSchultz.com, email me, and I'll put it on there. Uh, Sp Spreaker's a root beer, right? They make a wonderful root beer, and they've got a IBC. No Spreaker, and Barks? they've got a little. They've got a crow as their mascot. Never heard of it. Matter of fact, you know what he drinks besides Spreaker? Uh, he loves himself some bird. wood warbler coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go in there, get myself good. a latte. It smells wonderful. Uh, Jake had to drive me today because I, I think, <laughs> unfortunately, the Hyundai might be done. So think so. I have a I have a 14 year old Hyundai. That only has 160K, 1,000 miles on it, and it's run really well, but everything on it breaks all the time, like door handles, and I can't adjust the volume on the radio, and um, I, I haven't had a front driver's side door handle for a month, and I can't tell you how much that's impacted my life because I have you to think? go into the back door and climb over and throw open the front door. And um, I just – it's a bad look at, like, the grocery store. I get weird stares when I have to uh -huh. do that. And the battery, I let my son sometimes play in there, and I'll go in there with him, and he turns on he, the turn signals and all the lights. plays in the car? Yeah. While it's off. While the keys are not in the ignition. Where, where are the keys? But he turns it – I have them in my pocket usually. But he turns on all the lights, and it zapped the battery, and the battery's gone. So I had to tow it to Ty's Automotive. Mm -hmm. and Ty's a good them, guy? Yeah, have them replace it. But I think I'm just going to trade it in and get a Civic. But I, I just hate – you know me. I'm so cheap. I, I no, hate I, spending money. I normally make fun of you, Derek. I hate but, it. But acquiring a car payment is not fun. Yeah. Well, I I just buy it outright, but still, I have to, you know, put down a nice chunk of change to get a, a used Honda that's four or five years old. Even is it's going to run me a decent amount of money. Fair enough. But luckily, I mean, uh, just my brand power with the podcast and brand the TV show, power. and and Jeff Bezos. I mean, thank you to Mr. Bezos for filling my coffers. It's Bezos is it everywhere? Not? It's Bezos, right? I think it's Bezos. I think it's Bezos. I think I would know. 
Okay. I think I would know. I've worked there long enough to know. What's their stock up to? Uh, it's three something, I think. Amazon. Yeah, because I own some of it. I direct Do you really? buy. Yeah. A, a, a portion of my paycheck comes out every week to buy Amazon stock. Is it kind of like Bitcoin, where you have like you share like one share? I have. I think I have one third of a share right now. God, thirty one hundred and thirteen. Yeah, I was going to say share. it's three grand something. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Well, part of that is me working there. I mean, it's it's only gone up since I started. <laughs> So okay. it's a big part of it. All right. Thanks to our crew here, Wes, our camera guy, uh, everybody behind the scenes, Greg and Greg, and the rest of the ISC Sports Network crew. Again, YouTube, podcast, iscsportsnetwork.com, and all of that information, if you're confused, quarianschultz.com is where you can find it. Thank you to the shop. Thank you to Love Heating and Air. Thank you to, of course, WGU Indiana. Thank you to St. Elmo's Steakhouse, Indiana uh, American Dairy Association, Winter's Drink Milk, and our friends at Wood Warbler Coffee. That's Jeff right. Canada and the boys. We will see you guys next week. Indiana Donor Network as well. We'll see bye you. Bye. The, the wave's always awkward, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just do one of these. See you later. Okay. We're a different breed, aren't we? While others rest. We choose to work. Where others are content, we stay hungry. They may not see us coming, but we know exactly where we're going. You won't rest until you succeed. Neither will we. You're watching Query and Schultz on the ISC Sports Network. At an Indiana dairy farm, long work days stretch into more labor after sunset. A newborn calf needs watching, barn needs cleaning, tractor needs some handiwork for tomorrow's tasks. Just like in your own home, the day's chores are never done until the family beds down for the night. Dairy farmers and their families share the same dream with all of us, that what we all do is worthwhile. Bringing to market pure, safe, and healthy dairy foods is what they do, from Indiana's dairy families to ours every single day. Learn more at winnersdrinkmilk.com.